Welcome to In Good Company, the podcast where we chat with women at Doctolib about their career journeys and ways to promote inclusivity in the workplace. Imagine you're two years in a new job and you're approached for a new opportunity in a different field. As you're making progress towards your goal, you're plagued by unpleasant thoughts like, I'm not good enough. I've never done this. There's no way I won't fail. Well, it's not uncommon. Past experiences can hijack our inner voices and limit ourselves. How do we reclaim our confidence in such situations? To answer this question, we have Suzanne Dubuisson, Product Director at Doctolib, for an episode centered around limiting beliefs. Well, hi Suzanne, we're delighted to have you here today. Uh, could you introduce yourself in a few words? Uh, my name is Susanne. I'm a Product Director here at Doctolib. Um, I joined in January 2023 and I oversee parts of the patient relationship management. So we're going to dive right in. What's your take on this topic? I think it's, it's a topic that actually, at least from my perspective, is, is carried around your whole career, mm -hmm. your whole, maybe even personal life, surely even your personal life, right? Let's stick with career today. Um, let's, let's, let me give you an example, actually. So very early on in my career, I worked at eBay um, and I had an opportunity to move into a new team. It was a new team and so new people and completely new domain I had no idea about, a new role even in discipline that I just had no comprehension. And so um, I was struggling a lot with making a decision whether or not to do it because it, it felt like a big risk and I wasn't um, there yet and I didn't really know what it was all about and didn't think I was up for it. Yeah. Right. So in the end, I did it. Thank, thankfully, because this actually really put me on this trajectory of becoming the product management person that I am today. So I'm incredibly um, I'm grateful for the people, the community that was around me and supported me in making this decision. Right. So it affected you at a key moment in your, in your career. Yeah. And uh, had you not taken this opportunity, you might have been in a different place today. Oh, for, yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Right. Um, but that goes really back to um, um, the questions that I asked myself back then, you know, um, why do I need to have all the skills for this role yet? Why do I have to have done it? kind of, right? Um, why am I worried about meeting new people, right? And um, so once I got clear on this actually being um, um, not a hindrance, but actually something really positive, um, I dove fully in and um, um, really appreciated this in the end. Yeah, you removed the mental block you exactly. had. Exactly. So uh, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with limiting beliefs in their career? It's so first of all, everybody is different, right? So this is not psychological advice. It's really just a bit of maybe pragmatism on how to approach it if you find yourself in a situation. So it's very important to um, to build out the self-awareness as well, whether or not this inner critic is actually right. Um, there are a couple of things that you can do um, around that, and um, it will help you to distinguish whether or not this critic is correct or not, okay? So there are a couple of things. Let's start. There is, first of all, you can distance yourself, right? You can look at this critic um, and check, you know, what is the motivation of it? You know, is it indeed real and I shouldn't do it for good reasons or is it lame excuses, right? Um, so you question it. Um, you can also reframe. Right. For example, going back to um, to you know Susanne like a long time ago, um, 
she didn't think she had it for this job. She didn't think that she had all the skills. So if you reframe this as you could ask yourself, okay, what is it that I will be learning that's new to me? Right? What, what is it that will enrich my, um, um, my personality, but, you know, my, my work life, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes something positive and actually quite beautiful, right? And then, so that's a reframing. The last one is, um, and that's really not for everybody. Um, I read that in a different article. It's like, make it ridiculous, so if you have always the same thing that is nagging on you and is putting you down, imagine it's um, it's a you know something that is really ridiculous, like um, whatever your imagination brings. Okay, <laughs> it may speak in a very funny voice, or you put it on a TV screen and you sit and you kind of reduce the sound of it, right? And all of a sudden you can't hear it anymore, right? Is maybe another technique for, for people that have the same thing coming up again and again and again. Yeah. So the first thing would be to really um, question your motivations behind those, those inner voices that don't help you really. Mm -hmm. uh, where is it coming from? Is it like self-doubt? Is it a bit of imposter syndrome? Yeah. Uh, what is it? And, uh, and then you write uh, reframing it, I think is such a powerful way. Mm. to uh, challenge, basically use self-reflection uh, and challenge what you initially thought about. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's quite interesting. And now if we take a step back from the individual's perspective, because of course there can be some, some uh, things that will block you personality-wise or maybe your previous experiences, yes. but if you're in a company where the com the culture is very like secured, is based around security and doesn't allow for risk taking, you might also limit yourself because of that. So if we look at organizations, what can be done to facilitate uh, people taking maybe a little bit more risk, calculated risks, <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, and challenge themselves? That really is difficult you're making a really good point because if you're not in an environment that actually allows you to take risks then maybe you should I mean, maybe you should change or maybe um, um, you should not take them right but um, in the end it's um, about how a co an organization is celebrating or not celebrating failure mistakes errors right if if an organization uses it as an um, a learning experience Right, and is really openly reflecting on it on all levels and not just you know on the individual contributor side but throughout management all the way to top leadership then you know it's it's again it's a place where you should really do what you think is the next great opportunity take it on and and take the risk to learn something new right but i think um also when we when we spoke earlier right you need to take a level down and that's what where more of us can be also very powerful, where we support our own community, right? Where we watch out for another, especially when we have spent so much time now in front of Zoom calls, right? Where this human, human touch is kind of lost and you don't even know if somebody is struggling. Now that we're meeting each other again more in the offices, right? Um, reach out if you see somebody not taking a great opportunity and say, why are you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? Sorry, mm -hmm. right? And discuss with them. Not everybody is open for it. That's fine, right? But some of them, um, some people are, and you would really help them and uplift them. 
Yeah, that, that's very that's very interesting. The intricacies between the org organizational level and this more um, manager level, where yeah. it has both have impact. If uh, you're in a blame culture type of environment, oh, yeah. well, you're not gonna. Chances are, you're not gonna have super great innovation and people mm. testing new ideas and maybe yes. yeah having a, a fluid conception of themselves where they could evolve in a job or another. And also at the more personal level, if uh, you have no supporter in your corner, yeah, you might feel a bit more isolated and it will be harder for you to yes. imagine yourself, picture yourself in different places, yeah. Yes, and I wonder how successful such organizations could be. And maybe a last word for the end. I think you had a great quote. <laughs> yes, yes. So if, if you remember anything from this podcast, there is one question you should ask yourself. If you are, you know, standing in front of an opportunity, a decision or whatever, um, what would you do if you're not afraid? And that comes not from me, that comes from Sheryl Sandberg in her book, um, Lean In. Yeah. Um, and it is really powerful because what would you do if you were not afraid? Absolutely. That's, that's a very interesting question. I think I'm going to ask Marcel the question. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for joining us. And we'll come back later with a new topic. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you want to deep dive in this topic, we recommend Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, Take Back Your Power, 10 New Rules for Women at Work by Debbie and Debbie's blog, debbie.substack.com. You can follow us on our socials at lifehackdoctorate on Instagram and TikTok. If you like this podcast, be sure to tell your friends and give us a five-star review.